And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Our latest team preview will focus on the Rebuilding Rangers. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15. For Thursday, February 4th, I'm Al Melkier. I am here with Michael Beller. And Michael, you know, I think this might be an exciting show for you. We're going to talk about the Texas Rangers. Uh, and they've got David Dahl as one of their big pickups <laughs> from uh, the, the offseason so far. And uh, from what I gather from you, it's, it's no course, no problem. Yeah, right. I was uh, very excited by this uh, signing, so I am definitely excited to get into some Rangers. And hey, just two days ago, you and I uh, did our first show. It was uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, and 48 hours later, they signed Colton Wong. So uh, maybe we should be looking out for a uh, big Rangers signing over the weekend. That is exactly how this works. So <laughs> everybody keep your ears and eyes open and uh, to uh, help us get up to speed on everything that the Rangers have done so far. We've got here Levi Weaver, the Athletics Rangers beat writer. Uh, Levi, welcome to the show and thank you so much for taking the time to join us uh, to talk about the Rangers. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it, it. I don't know when the last time I heard the words "exciting" and "Texas Rangers" in the same sentence, <laughs> and you guys just like <laughs> threw them out there, right? Just right off the top. So uh, that's. I'm not sure if we came into this with the same level of expectations, but uh, not, let's let's see where it goes. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe I'm the most. Uh, I don't even want to say optimistic, but I just I think there's a lot of interesting things going on between some of the acquisitions and and the prospects, and we'll talk about uh, all of those items and and more. So, in fact, let's start with the offseason acquisitions on the hitting side. Uh, David Dahl and uh, Nate Lowe becoming Rangers, uh, and uh, for Lowe, it's an opportunity uh, to get more playing time. For Dahl, uh, it's just a uh, an important change of scenery for him. I don't know necessarily if it's a good one, but uh, both of them, I suppose, profile as uh, platoon hitters. Uh, do you know what the plans are in terms of letting them uh, or not letting them play against left-handed starters? Yeah, I know the plan with Nate Lowe is to just turn him loose. Um, and of course, they you know they made the trade. The Rangers have a first baseman, uh, Ronald Guzman, who's out of options, by the way. And so that's going to present an interesting um, conundrum as to how they're going to structure that 25-man roster. I, I honestly don't see any way that he doesn't get traded unless there's an injury that sort of he's able to shoehorn into the lineup, maybe sliding low over to third or something. I don't know. But um, but yeah, they, they made it pretty apparent from day one that the plan is for Lowe to be the starter. And they sort of, John Daniels and Chris Woodward both, acknowledge like eh, there needs to be competition he's gonna have to win the job but we wouldn't have traded all those people for him if we didn't expect him to be the starter uh and left the hitting against left-handed pitching was specifically mentioned that like they believe that that's something he can do their scouts seem to think that 
he didn't get a fair shot at hitting against left-handed pitching with the Rays. And so, yeah, they're going to see how it goes. Um, I think Dahl in left field is probably also going to, you know, assuming he can stay healthy, which is a big assumption, uh, given, given his track record. But, but I think the plan is for him to just be the left fielder and scoot Willie Calhoun to DH. Shin Su Chu is uh, a free agent now, and I, I don't see any way that they bring him back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the plan is for both of those guys to be full-time guys. Be very interesting to see. I hope David Dahl can't stay healthy because he's a guy who I really think uh, out of cores even can have himself mm-hmm. a really nice season if he could just stay on the field and get 450 plate appearances, something along those lines. Uh, so exciting to see that the Rangers are going to give him that opportunity if his body will also give him the opportunity. Uh, in the rotation, uh, it's not looking like the most exciting rotation from either real life or fantasy perspectives, but uh, the team right. did make a little bit of a uh, splash by bringing over Kohei Arihara, uh, signed in mm-hmm. late December after six seasons professionally in Japan. Uh, what should we know about him going into the start of the 2021 season? Uh, the big thing that was stressed to us is that don't expect this to be you, Darvish. He is not the same pitcher. Just don't assume just because he's from Japan and pitching for the Rangers that he's somehow magically going to develop into uh, the guy with more strikeouts per nine innings than anyone in the history of baseball. <laughs> so he probably profiles as like a low three or a high four starter, a guy that can throw a lot of innings. And honestly, I think innings were a big factor because the the league leader last year in innings pitched was Lance Lynn. And he threw, I think, was it 84, 86, something like that? Um, how anybody is going to jump from that level up to a 200 inning season, I, I don't I don't think it happens. But Arihara threw like a, around 131 innings, I think, last year. And really, they just need him to stay healthy and go out there. And he, if he has an ERA that's in the mid-fours and he has a slightly sub-500 record, I think they're going to look at that as a success if it means that they're not having to overextend the rest of their rotation and, and pitching staff. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, the pitching staff in the bullpen is uh, looking like uh, something that uh, could be a mixed bag in the fantasy mm-hmm. world. Of course, we're expecting Jose LeClerc to enter uh, spring training as the guy to beat as the closer for this team, limited to just two innings last season because of a shoulder issue that uh, essentially cost him the entire year. Are we reading this correctly? Mm-hmm. Are we right that this is going to be a situation where it's LeClerc's job to lose at the start of the spring? I think so. Um, so here's the, here's the situation there. Like when the Rangers traded Keone Kella in 2018, Leclerc ascended to the throne. He was the closer, and dude had a lights out second half. He was he was untouchable for that second half of the season. The team gave him an extension. He came in in 2019 and 
promptly lost the closer's job. Couldn't find the strike zone, just was all over the place. Um, and he kind of had to work his way back up pitching sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, and, and mm-hmm. finally kind of kind of got back there at the end of the season. The hope was that in 2020 he would step back up and be, be the closer two innings into the season. There goes his shoulder. So I think he gets another shot to do it. He's the safe bet. But the Rangers kind of discovered last year that Jonathan Hernandez is pretty nasty. And so I think the um, I, I think the their willingness to sort of wait out another implosion from Leclerc is probably going to be pretty slim. And he was fairly effective in that seventh and eighth inning role. And if that's what he ends up being, then move uh, Hernandez into the closers role. And maybe that's a successful back into the bullpen. So, um, yeah, my, my sleeper for the next guy up to get saves is definitely uh, Jonathan Hernandez. Do you think this is a situation that will get resolved in spring training? Or do you think that uh, the plan is just to go with Leclerc and see if he can hold the job? Man, it's a good question. I, I think Leclerc would have to have a really bad spring for them to make that decision then and, and not give him another regular season chance. And the reason that I say that is I, I'm kind of looking back at the team's uh, willingness to give guys like Rugnet Odor chance after chance. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, that's we can get into Odor's situation too later. I think that's a really fascinating one. But I, I, I kind of think they want to give Leclerc. I mean, they signed him to an extension, right? They, they want to, they, they've had a bad track record of developing pitching. And if they can develop this guy, like that they signed as a 16 year old, as a J two, and he, he could be a really big win for the, for the development staff. And so I think they really want to see him succeed and they're going to give him every chance to do so. That said, Jonathan Hernandez is also a homegrown guy. So maybe Maybe that mitigates the uh, the burn a little bit if Leclerc doesn't end up being a lockdown closer. Yeah, well, it's nice to have options, uh, to be sure. Uh, but you mentioned Rugnet Odor. So, um, yeah, let's go back to uh, looking at the offensive side here. And mm. there are a number of players who are still technically rookies, uh, though each made an appearance or made several appearances in, in 2020. Uh, Leo Tiveras, uh, Sam Huff, Shirton Apostle, uh, Anderson Tejada. Uh, what do you see as the playing time situation for those four rookies and how would that affect somebody like Rugnet Odor and possibly even Nick Solak? Yeah. So I think Tavares is probably the starting center fielder. Um, the Rangers did sign Delino de Shields to a minor league deal. So they're going to provide some competition in spring, which is good. You can't just sort of hand it over. Um, but Tavares' defense is so, so good that if he can just hit enough and, and there were signs last year that maybe he was getting there. So I think the plan is for him to be the starter in center field. Uh, Shirton Apostle is going to start in the minor leagues. He's he's probably not quite ready to take over third base yet. Um, I say probably. You know, keep an eye on it. The Rangers don't necessarily have a third baseman right now. It might be Elvis Andrews because Isaiah Kiner-Falefa has been named the starting shortstop already. So Andrews is a man without a position. Third base would seem to make sense if he has a good spring. Third base might also be an option for Rugnit Odor. Um, it might be some sort of a platoon between the two of them hitting right and left. I, I don't know. But they have said that they feel like Apostle is not quite... They, they kind of want to see him get some more time in the minor leagues. Um, who else do we have? Sam Huff. Absolutely demolished pitching in his like 10 games or whatever he had at the big league level last year. Um, right now, the starting catcher is Jose Trevino. 
and they brought in, uh, I think, Drew Butera is the most likely guy to be the backup. I think they want to see Sam Huff kind of get some finishing polish on him in AAA before he comes up. But when he does come up, I, I think he's the guy. Um, and then Anderson Tejeda made a jump from A-ball to uh, the big leagues last year. Still a very aggressive hitter. I think they probably would like to see maybe a little bit more patience from him. Um, he, he likes to swing the bat. So I I would imagine he starts in double-A this year. I would not expect to see him in the big leagues unless he's a September call-up. Um, so of those four guys, I think Leo Di Tavares is the guy that I would most expect to get a, a significant chunk of playing time. Going to follow up with one question here for you, Levi, uh, before we wrap things up. Uh, you mentioned Isaiah Kanafalefa getting named the uh, starting shortstop for this team. Uh, obviously, this is a departure from what we've seen from him in the field to this point of his career. Is the glove going to be good enough for him to stick here? Because he's been a fringy fantasy player, uh, mostly because of the catcher eligibility. Can he stick at this position? Absolutely. He might be the best defensive shortstop in the organization right now. Uh, top to bottom, and defense has never been a question for him. He could he came up as a shortstop. Dude can play anywhere, and I would not at all be surprised to see him win a Gold Glove or two uh, at shortstop if the bat will let him stick. And that he made a huge step forward last year. His bat was much better than it had been in previous years. I mean, he went like what? Uh, I'm making these numbers up, but they're close. He went like four or five years in the minor leagues and hit like one home run. Um, did not have any power when he first started ball, like uh, organized affiliated ball, but has come a long ways. His power has started to develop a little bit. He's he's back into his sort of infielder body. He felt like he had to bulk up a little bit to play catcher. His swing has been a whole lot better last year than it was in years before, or in the year that he was focused on catching. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm very bullish on uh, Isaiah Conner-Falefa. All right. Well, uh, yeah, good question there from Michael. And uh, on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode. Uh, so if you're enjoying this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we always do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. And Levi, we certainly do appreciate you taking the time and uh, packing in a lot of information on the Rangers in a uh, very short time. So uh, thank you so much for uh, for dropping in. Yep. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, our pleasure. So for Michael Beller and for Levi Weaver, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 